0: Hello, everybody. Welcome to Prospect Profile, Episode Twenty Nine. Um, I'm Lawrence, and boy, I can't believe it. We are nine days out from the draft. I mean, it's pretty crazy um, to think that we're, we're this close um, now to the draft, and things are starting to heat up. Um, really, a lot of a lot of different uh, news is is being put out there in terms of of who may be interested in who and. Who knows what is <laughs> is fact, what's fiction, and that's the beauty of this, this time of the draft cycle. Um, but today we're going to go and we're going to do two more prospects. Um, it's not, I'm not sure if this is going to be the last show before the draft yet. Um, I may try to get something together to do a special mock draft episode, but I'm not 100% sure on that yet. If not, I might just do like one more episode before the draft on, on maybe a few guys instead of just two. Um, but we're going to see what happens. But for now, i got two more guys uh, to do. And we're going to start back at the offensive line again. It's been a while since I've covered an offensive line. I, mean, I believe the last time was uh, Yadnika Juice uh, from West Virginia. But this time we're going interior. And... I actually have not covered a center yet. So this was like way overdue. Um, And all the time uh, I've been uh, doing this, I had not covered a center yet. So we're finally there. And we are covering Texas A&M's Eric McCoy, who is basically being talked about as probably with him and Garrett Bradbury are one and two. I mean, whatever way you want to order it. I mean, they're... They're one and two at, at center, the center position, and I, I don't think there's really you're going to really have much of an argument on that uh, with those guys because it, it's kind of a significant drop off after those two at, at that position. But um, but I, I really like Eric McCoy a lot. Uh, there's a reason, I mean, you know, why he's being talked about as as good as he is, and I I think there I think there is a, a really a possibility he could slip into the back end of the first um, I know Center is not always like a position you're really looking to grab in the first round a lot of teams like to wait on their center but um I, I think he's definitely a, a guy and is one of those guys that you could justify making that pick in the first round because I really do th- think he's that good same thing with Bradbury I think they're both first round like talents I think they're I think they're two centers that could absolutely be picked in the first round. And I'm going to tell you why with with Eric McCoy. And it's, uh, there's, you know, the thing with with A&M was they played a couple of the best defensive lines in the country um, this year. That being Clemson and then Alabama. So i'm gonna kind of go over those um performances a little, just a little bit not in depth, but um against alabama um Eric McCoy I felt showed some excellent excellent um mirror ability and in what I mean by that is that he he's able to read you know you know he sees where guys are going and he's able to use his feet to keep up and, and with the guy, with the defensive lineman, and he's able to mirror where he's going and doesn't lose him. And you see that a lot with McCoy in, in this game against one, uh, probably the best player in the draft in Quinnen Williams. He, I tell you what, I, I was absolutely floored by how well he played against Quinnen Williams, who has made, you know, you know, capable offensive linemen look absolutely silly uh, on the inside. I mean, this guy is, you know, a game wrecker, Quinnen uh, is, and he's going to be a game wrecker in the NFL. And Eric McCoy just took some of his best shots and just stonewalled him at times. And I i could not believe it. And a lot of that, like I said, had to do with his ability to keep up with Quinn Williams, who's... A very athletic for man for his size, and, and and strength, and he Eric was able to keep up with him, and he wouldn't let let loose of him, let him loose, and mirrored everything that he would do, and I I thought that was so impressive, and it's on just Quinn Williams he, he went against you know Raquan Davis is in there too, and Raquan Davis is is a heck of a player himself, and. He uh, you know he matched up with both of those guys extremely well. I was I came away so impressed with that film um, of how he you know I know A&M didn't ultimately do very good in that game but that has nothing to do with what Eric McCoy did. You know I mean that was it just Alabama you know they did what Alabama does against against teams and uh, you know there's not a whole lot that that he could have helped you know <laughs> by by just doing what he was doing. But he was this. was spectacular there. Uh, I I just thought he he matched up against one of the best players in the draft, probably the best player in the draft, and fearless, and just had great technique against him. Just being able to mirror him so well and and stopped him and. Did really contained his damage, uh, you know. A lot of it was from uh, other guys on defense uh, in that game, and not Quinton Williams. And that that speaks volumes to uh, you know what McCoy was able to do there. Because Quentin Williams, like I said before, he he has really wrecked some offensive lines uh, in college this this past season, and McCoy was not one of them, and he wasn't going to be one of them, and he he uh, he stood he stood tall, and. Was was very 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 competitive against Quentin Williams, so I I came away from that film very impressed, and then, you know, you you follow that up and then you put him against Clemson's D line and oh my goodness, what a game he had against Clemson! I mean, here he's here he is dealing with two guys on the interior with you know Wilkins Christian Wilkins and Dexter Lawrence, and just shut them down for the most part I I mean Wilkins had a couple wins on him I will say there was a couple times but you know Wilkins is a really good player and he's gonna do that to you every so often but he there was not much in terms of of wins against him here against McCoy McCoy just stonewalled them uh, uh Wilkins and Lawrence and I was just I really, really couldn't believe, you know, just against two offensive lines like that, Bama and Clemson, McCoy just stood tall. He was just far and away just stood out on their offensive line, you know, as their best player and, you know, prevented a, a lot of, you know, problems, you know, from from coming a uh, Kellen Mond's way. And... Yeah, I think he was a big part in helping them keep them in that game against Clemson. So that was uh, another great performance from Eric McCoy. And I think what a lot of Eric McCoy's success derives from is not only his mirror ability, like I, I went over before, but I think the most important thing with Eric McCoy is that he is so... He's built so perfectly for his position and the type of player he is. He has great lower body strength, and balance, in his feet. he's got great footwork. And he combines that with his lower body strength, and he's able to anchor himself to the ground so well. And it is so hard to blow him off his spot. He is, I, I barely ever saw him get, like, manhandled you know he's able to to anchor down with his really great base and just stay in the trenches and really really work and work guys over and just it's hard it's hard to move him around it's really hard you have to really catch him off guard or off the snap or something like that or you know because you're not going to really overpower him too much um in the in in pass sets and, and everything, he's he's just so he's so good in how he's able to balance himself, use his lower body and just drive you know drive into you and really prevent you from going going a whole a whole lot farther. And as a defensive lineman, so I think that's such a good big part of Eric McCoy's success is just he's his lower body is so good and he he uses it so well. And and just creates that that really unflappable base for himself, and really really prevents a lot of damage from defensive line uh, play uh, against him. Yeah, I, I just really Eric McCoy just I really was impressed. Um, he just he just does a little bit of everything well. He, you know he's a pretty solid run block blocker. I really like him in the pass blocking game, but he's a good run blocker too. Um. I, you know in space he's pretty solid uh he's you know he gets up there into the second level and you know he goes and makes his blocks and for if he moves he can move for a guy his size for a 303 he said I, I forgot to neglect the neglected to mention he's 6'4", six four three hundred three pounds and uh he can really move that weight well that big lower body and he and he's able to get up field too so that's another big you know, positive for Eric McCoy, and just he combines all that, and I just I really see this guy as a plug and play uh, day one starter for an NFL team. He, I, you're not gonna have a, he's not gonna have a whole lot of learning curve. He's a smart, competitive player that's built well and and really sticks in there against some tough, tough players. And I really don't see a whole lot of negatives with McCoy. The one thing that I think, the I think probably the biggest thing with him is that length is a little bit of an issue there. His arms are a little short. Um, I wouldn't say they're painfully short, but they're shorter on the shorter side. And I did notice um, sometimes when the play starts moving laterally, he can once in a while he'll let guys slip from him and I, some of that is just because a guy is a little bit longer and is able to, and when it, start, it starts moving side to side, they're able to kind of get their arms and, and spring off him a little bit, and he can't really quite reach over as far as he should be, as he would probably want to, and it, sometimes he lets guys get off of him a little bit when the play moves side to side a bit, and he has to pull, and... Uh, yeah, sometimes when he pulls, it's like in in the defensive lineman's move. Defensive lineman's moving with him, and the plays moving that that way. And uh, he, sometimes he does get he uh, loses his guy a little bit sometimes in those situations because of the arms. And and I think that's going to be something that uh, is going to be a little bit of a detractor from him. But nothing, I think, that's going to really destroy his stock or anything the guy is a, an interior lineman the length isn't as big of a deal you're not going to be in those situations as much as a center and I think he's in a perfect position I think he's a type of guy that he's not really like a scheme fit you could pretty much fit him anywhere and I think this guy's going to play well and and that's such a big thing and I think that's why he's ultimately I'm for me he's a first round grade don't know if he does make it into the first Uh, But I feel like a team really might fall in love with him there at that point and take him because I think he's pro-ready. Absolutely. Him and Bradbury both are are like pro-ready day one starters uh, at at center. So really, really Eric McCoy, awesome player. I absolutely got a first-round grade on him and uh, really liked what I saw, especially against hard competition, which is what you love to see. So that, that really bodes well for him. Next, we're going to go back to the defensive side of the ball. And I wanted to cover a guy that I've been really, really looking to cover for a while now. Um, because I've just been very, very interested in him. Um, just from what I've heard. And just his combine that really uh, stunned a lot of people. Because a lot of people weren't expecting him to have such a, a pretty good combine. And that is Amani Hooker, Iowa safety And Imani Hooker is, uh, you know, he's a guy that really proved a lot of people, I don't want to say wrong, but like he really, I want to say he really stunned people, I think, because he is really not on on film Amani Hooker doesn't play fast, but he actually ran pretty well at the combine, which is really, really strange. I guess some certain guys they're able to do it, and it's really strange because you feel like some guys are are, they run good in game, but they don't run well in the combine, and then some guys run well at the combine, but they don't run well in the game. And that's kind of where I'm at with Amani Hooker. I'm gonna get into that part a little more uh, shortly, but I want to talk about what Amani Hooker does do well, though. First of all, because Amani Hooker does some things really well, and I I definitely saw the one of the first things I saw with Hooker um was that I think he's v- very good at fighting through contact to put himself in the position to make a play on the ball carrier he he doesn't uh really get stopped too well, too much by uh by blocking he he's able to fight through blocks pretty well and and get get to where the ball carrier's at and uh, and make plays when when there's a when there's a blocker in front of him so he's you know he's got some pretty decent strength there to to get through and get through contact and and try to make plays, so I, I really liked that. The first thing I saw from him. Um, the second thing, so I so like an example of a play that I really loved about Hooker, and it just showed off his his smarts and his instincts. It was in the Maryland game, he. Uh, so they drop, he drops back into zone coverage and the quarterback, he's watching the quarterback's eyes perfectly. He, he's able to, he's able to watch the quarterback's eyes, but also watch, you know, where the receivers are as well. And so he's watching the quarterback and quarterback from Mar- uh, Maryland st- stares down, um, his, re- his receiver in the slot and hooker is very smart and he goes and picks up the receiver, but he cuts underneath, uh, understanding the ball was going to be thrown there underneath, and just absolutely undercuts the the, the, play, the play and the route and just takes off with the interception. And it was just such a brilliant, brilliant play. Um, and you see multiple examples of him doing this throughout his film, and him recognizing routes and recognizing when a, You know, receiver is where a receiver is going, and also just knowing where a quarterback is throwing the ball because he's good at watching the quarterback, and he tries to bait quarterbacks into throwing. You know, in in it near his area, and then he'll make plays like that. There's a reason why this guy had six interceptions. He's he can be a ball hawk when he when he gets there. So that's you know a big thing with Hooker, and. Just in general, too, when you watch him, um, Hooker is a great vision of the field. He sees where plays are going constantly, and he's just a great mental processor. I, th- I would not, I would not think it's a overstatement to say he's probably one of the smartest players in the draft in general. Just the way he sees the game, you clearly tell he puts the work in and studies. He's a student of the game. He's Obviously, watching a lot of film to see where receivers like to go, what routes they like to run, um, you know, w- which quarterbacks stare down their receivers more, which ones he could take a few more chances with, and I think that's just brilliant. That's a guy you don't have to coach up that much in the NFL, and the NFL's like loves you know guys that are you know already they could step in there and they could play. You know, you don't have to beat some things into their heads, you know, this guy knows what he's doing, he's not new, he's not new to this, this is something he studies and he works hard, the obvious obvious work ethic when you see a player like this puts the work in after hours and really studies and just tries to get better and tries to know what he's, you know, his matchup and just, just smart, he's smart, and that, that is one of the things that's going to get Amani Hooker playing time on a roster. He's absolutely going to get that. There's no doubt about that for, in, my, in my opinion. But where things start to go south for Amani Hooker, like I was saying, is the kind of the athletic stuff and adding that, you know, with the abilities that he has and that's the problem with hooker when I watch Amani hooker he plays really stiff um I find he clearly loses speed when changing direction and it affects his range to cover sideline to sideline and I find he's gonna have problems with quick twitchy ball carriers that can stop on a dime and, and change direction really quickly. I saw him miss some tackles in situations like that because he kind of got caught uh, out of position. And then when he tried to turn, it's just he couldn't quite get there and make that tackle. And like I said, it's just when he's running side to side, it's just the the quickness just isn't there with him. It, he just looks um, like just he just kind of, looks stiff is like he just doesn't really he's not really fluid the way he moves and I think that's going to really give Hooker a a lot of issues on playing the run and and even just like playing underneath quick slot receivers in the NFL that could really you know make moves on you and and are just lightning quick and you're really gonna be the concern. You kind of have. You think, maybe is he a liability covering, you know, faster targets, and that's that's the thing with Hooker that that's kind of scary. And I I don't know, I don't know if I could trust him much in man coverage in, in the NFL, um, just with because of that. And like I said, it's very strange that he ran pretty good at the combine because it just doesn't show up on tape which i think is the most important thing and it's really unfortunate because i i like really love just the mental part of hooker's game and just how smart he is as a player but man it's just there's also just a real concerning lack of explosiveness in his game he's a plotter i find when he runs and it's just I just don't know if he's gonna have a lot of ability to match up against NFL speed. Well, he's gonna have to win with technique and just like I said, his mental capacity for the game. Because the athleticism is not gonna win him battles in the NFL. And you wish it had. He had everything there. You know, if he had that full package. This I'm talking. This guy is safety one, and I I, I don't think it's close. Even and I love Nasir Adderley, don't don't get me wrong. And and like Juan Thornhill and those guys. But if he had the top end athletic ability compared with what he does in zone coverage whew, and, and just what he sees on the field, whew, man. Hooker would have been, probably been a top fifteen type of talent and top ten maybe, you know, even 'cause he, he would just be stunning. But he doesn't have the really the athletic Portion of that and that's really unfortunate i i gotta say like i think that does just really does take a lot off of him his stock for me i because i really do think there's going to be some some problems covering guys at the nfl in the nfl and, and covering sideline the sideline in terms of the run run game because you can see just when he's when he's like running laterally um changing direction. It's just their speed is, the speed is just not there. And that's going to be a problem. It's going to, it's going to be affect you know, where, you know, how he's played and when he's played during a game. I, I think like, I think he could be a a decent starter for a team. I really, I really do, but I don't think he's ever going to get anything more than that. Because, You know, his, obviously his mental uh, processing of the game is never going to get better as it is, you know, then, I mean, it's going to get probably a little bit better, but he's smart already, but it's just the athletic ability. It's not going to get that much better. And, you know, I don't know how much upside he has at this point, but like I said, I think like I said, with his ability to see, you know, recognize routes, see the field, I I just I I do think he's going to be able to play, uh, to factor in for a team. I, I I think I have a third round grade on him. I think that's where I'm at with with Amani Hooker. I I definitely think he's if he's there in the third round, I I run, I run my card up to the board to grab him cuz I I think that's a a great spot for him and I think that's a good value for him there. Above that, yeah, I mean, I could understand maybe reaching for him in the in the late second, but I personally don't think I would. Um, but yeah, I Monty Hooker, like I said, just I think I want to like him more than I do, and that's yeah, that's the, the that's the thing. It's just because I I appreciate players that put in the work and study and really know the game well like he does it's just unfortunate that the um the other the physical tools aren't really necessarily there as much as as you'd like so and we'll see what happens with with, with hooker i i don't know maybe I'll, i'll be wrong and maybe he'll be able to really stand out in in spite of some of his limitations i hope so i really i want to i'm rooting for him i really am But, yeah, that's going to do it for this episode uh, of Prospect Profile. Um, You can find us on Twitter at Prospect Prof, on Instagram at Prospect Profile. On Facebook, just search us up um, um, just by searching up Prospect Profile. Uh, You can also find us on iTunes by searching up Prospect Profile. Uh, Stitcher, same thing, and we're on pot, prospectprofile.podbean.com is our that's our Podbean link. So you can find us in a few different places there. So, like I said, guys, I'm hope I'm hoping to get something pretty cool done before the draft in terms of maybe a mock draft. But that hopefully the pieces come together. I can't promise anything, but if not, I'm gonna try to get something out a little before the draft anyway. Um, maybe do my own mock draft. Um, if I can't get other people to to mock with me, I I might just end up doing that. And because I'm not, I haven't been one to really do a, mock, a lot of mock drafting. I'm not. It's not something I usually do. I like to kind of evaluate players and 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 whatnot. But I I never really try to see where they fit in and everything. So I think it's going to be an interesting experiment, even if I do it by myself. So. I think that's what I'm going to end up doing. So stay tuned and uh, keep, you know, keep updated. And, uh, you know, we'll, I'm going to be posting a little bit more. I'm going to try to be tweeting a little bit more at, on the prospect profile Twitter uh, now that the draft is nearing and, and try to get some more thoughts out there if I can. So thank you all for listening again. Stay tuned for for more prospect profile stuff as the draft Uh, closely approaches. Thank you.